When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You are now locked in to the FCS Fever Podcast, where we turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts. The FCS Fever Podcast is presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres media feed. Let's get to it. I'm Chris Sylvester. Great to have you with us. This is our FCS Playoffs Round 2 preview show first weekend of the playoffs let's just say some games were better than others the top eight seeds had a bye but now they will host and we'll fill you in on what teams we might think are on serious upset alert this weekend at home but before we get this show underway we'd again like to remind you the fcs fever podcast is presented by betfred sports when you play the betfred sports book no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. The good news, they'll be putting out lines for FCS playoff games all season long. They are committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Betfred is one of Europe's biggest sports books. They started in 1967. Fred Dunn got him going. He still got him going. Now in the U.S., they've hit the market. In a really big way, official betting partner of the Broncos, the Rockies, Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, currently licensed Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon Ohio. Sign up today. Place a $50 bet this weekend. And Betfred will give you a bonus $250 for betting. Again, Betfred Sports. You want to go bet some FCS playoff football we've got some early lines some consensus lines I think we're going to buck the trend on some of them stay tuned we're going to go matchup by matchup in the FCS this weekend it's not just FCS playoff action uh, pretty interesting Valpo from the Pioneer Football League becomes the fourth PFL team ever to play an FBS game and interestingly enough they're going to play the FBS game that they added to the back end of their schedule here on December 3rd, coming up this weekend. They are going to Las Cruces to take on New Mexico State. New Mexico State 5-6. and six. Now, they did get their bowl waiver approved. They're going to go to a bowl game whether or not they win. They're going to win this game against Valpo. But how great would it be to see Valpo put up a fight 
uh, you know, a few weeks after their season came to an end. I just admire the guts here of Valpo to be able to put this together and do it. It's almost reminiscent of the you know, 2020 college football season, and there weren't many FCS teams playing games back then. There were a few of them that played some very short schedules. But it kind of reminds me of like when BYU and Coastal were having really good years among the, the non-Power Fives, and they got together and, and played a game late in the season that I think uh, may or may not have ultimately led to a New Year's Six Bowl that year. It's hard to remember that far back with so much football in between time. But, man, caps off to Valpo, caps off to the PFL. Davidson, as predicted, they didn't fare too well. Uh, in the postseason game last week against Richmond on the road. But, uh, you know, look, the, the PFL, San Diego grabbed back-to-back -back upsets 2016-2017. Uh, St. Thomas, when they get eligible, if they're still in the PFL at that point, I'd be interested to see how they would maybe fare uh, against an FCS team non-top eight seed on the road because FCS football, college football, anything can happen. We get started at noon Eastern this weekend. It's on ESPN Plus. This entire playoff round is on ESPN Plus. Then I believe in the quarterfinals, it starts getting boosted uh, into some linear stuff. But it's New Hampshire on the road at Holy Cross. And look, uh, I thought it was going to be one of the better playoff games the last weekend, Fordham at New Hampshire. And sure enough, we got the scoring we expected. 52-42 was the final score. Fordham uh, came up short. Tim Demorat, we saw Craig Haley, a uh, popular FCS writer, uh, has him as the front runner for the Walter Payton Award winner. Who knows if he's going to actually win the award, but at the very least, this is a guy that's going to be in consideration for the highest honor of, of any individual award in the FCS. But look, uh, my concern with Fordham going into that game was their defense, and, and I think New Hampshire's a really good team at home. I think they're a different beast on the road, and now New Hampshire has to go to Holy Cross. And if you remember the regular season meeting between Fordham and Holy Cross, it was at Holy Cross. Those two teams seemed to to mirror each other in so many different ways. Now, Fordham, they were predicated on the big play. Holy Cross kind of liked to dink and dunk a little bit more. Look, the point stands here. Uh, Holy Cross is a really good team. I think there was a good argument against Holy Cross being a top eight seed, being that they played in one of the worst conferences in the FCS, and being that, yes, they got the Buffalo win, but they had some other wins that weren't all that impressive. I think the Fordham win sent them apart if they don't win that Fordham game. I don't know if it's a two-bid conference, to be completely honest with you. I felt like with the committee holding Holy Cross in such a high standard that you had to put Fordham in because they lost by one on the road in overtime there. But I'm interested to see this New Hampshire team go on the road against this Holy Cross team. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think the line for this, whenever it comes out, is going to be a close line. Um, it's, it's hard to not pick New Hampshire here for me. I, I really like what Rick Santos has quickly done there with his alma mater. I think New Hampshire played in, in the best top-to-bottom FCS conference, the Colonial, this year. So I'm going to take New Hampshire on the road here. I, I just feel like Holy Cross left their best football in October. I, I didn't like what I saw from Holy Cross down the stretch of the season. New Hampshire, they, they've been kind of playing for their season now 
the last month. I mean, it wasn't a slam dunk that they would get in. They win a game by a point at Maine, and that really pushed them across to be able to share the conference title with William and Mary. And ultimately, you can't keep out a, a team like New Hampshire, even though they didn't win the tiebreaker between uh, they and William and Mary there. But look, Holy Cross uh, they had that one point win against Fordham. They had a touchdown win against Bryant. Look, you took care of business against most everybody you should have in your conference uh, had a close game at Harvard earlier in the season look I'm not I'm not dragging Holy Cross I wasn't really on the boat of Holy Cross being in and having a weak strength of schedule that that should have penalized them look they ran the table and they they picked up an FBS win they picked up a ranked win against Fordham but it was still a really soft schedule I think New Hampshire is going to be arguably the best team they've played all year and if New Hampshire's defense can travel and New Hampshire can put up the points they've been putting up most of, uh, of the year here since CAA play got underway, I, I like New Hampshire here. I mean, you look at the losses for New Hampshire, they had that bizarre loss against NC Central back in September, but they're, they're clearly a different team than they were back then. I, I mean, beating the, the snot out of Elon and losing by six points at Richmond and then beating a, a Rhode Island team that was motivated trying to get to the postseason late in the regular season and then delivering a 10-point win against Fordham. Um, look, Holy Cross's offense is going to be tough to stop. I'm a big fan of Sluka, their quarterback. I think he's been terrific from the jump this year. But I like the CAA here. I like New Hampshire on the road to take out the eight seed Holy Cross in the first game of the day. The second game of the day from San Antonio, Texas. The Furman Paladins head on the road to San Antonio to take on UIW Incarnate Word. Lindsey Scott Jr. having a record-setting season. The dude's thrown for 50 touchdowns, more than 3,700 uh, 3, yards, something you don't really say when you talk about an FCS regular season. But those were the numbers. Those were the things he was able to accomplish. Furman, on the other hand, I don't think I realized how good Furman was, and I don't think most anybody in the FCS that covers this level realized how good Furman was until you got to the month of November when you had Chattanooga at home and Mercer on the road back-to-back. -back. Furman wins both of those games. Their lone FCS loss this year was by a touchdown at home against Samford back on October 1st. I mean, this team is hot. This team is rolling, and their defense was ever so impressive, holding Elon to just six points in a 25-point win at home last week. Look, going on the road to Mercer, beating that team that I was convinced was going to be a playoff team this year was anything but easy. Beating ETSU when they were more highly regarded earlier in the season was a really nice win for Furman. They have not seen an offense the caliber of UIW on the schedule. And yes, I'm including their week two game at the Clemson Tigers in that mix. No, they don't have Will Shipley coming out of the backfield. They don't have the big, beefy offensive lineman that Clemson does up front. But I think UIW is a more complete all-around offense here. I worry about UIW's defense. At, at times this year, this has been a defense that ha has been seen to give up a lot of points. Uh, we saw it against Nevada in the FBS game. We saw them give up 41 and a loss against Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, lately down the stretch, they were really good. I mean, they pummeled teams. Their last four games, 70-0, 35-7, 73-20, and 66-7. Uh, G.J. Kinney sounds like this guy's next in line to be the head coach at his alma mater, Tulsa. Look, I, I, I don't know if that is a distracting factor at all. 
this is one of the great matchups, I think, of round two. I'm going to take UIW. I do worry about their defense a little bit here, but I think Lindsey Scott Jr., the seventh-year senior, I don't even know how that's possible. But, I, I mean, they have just been terrific this year from the jump. Really impressed me out of the gate, beating down Southern Illinois week one. I'm going to take UIW, but I think this is going to be another great game that comes down to the wire. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Elsewhere in the CAA, William and Mary was a top seed. They went 10 and 1 during the regular season. They host the Gardner-Webb Bulldogs. And shame on me. I, I've been picking up Gardner-Webb since they started hanging out with the big boys. And I'm talking about their week two four-point loss at Coastal Carolina, followed by a six-point loss at Elon, followed by a loss against Mercer and a three-touchdown loss against Marshall and a one-point loss at Liberty. I mean, for whatever reason, they loaded up the schedule on the front end, but they had all the conference play to figure things out and get it right. Sure enough, they went 5-0, and they won the Big South. The closest contest they had in the Big South was a touchdown win at Campbell in the penultimate weekend of the regular season. And then they go to Eastern Kentucky, and they put 52 on the Colonels and win their round one matchup by 11 points. I mean, this, this was a surprise to me. I thought Eastern Kentucky would find a way. Their defense would be better. But Gardner-Webb, I mean, that, that was a season high against a Division One opponent the 52 points they put up against an Eastern Kentucky defense that at times had, had kind of shown that they had make, made some progress from giving up a lot of points early in the season. Uh, look, Gardner-Webb, they're tough on both ends. Uh, they, they can beat you in a low-scoring game. They can outshoot you, as we saw at, at Eastern Kentucky last week. Now, William and Mary, on the other hand, a 10-1 and team throughout the regular season. I, I mean, they grasped our attention early on with a win at Charlotte by 17 points week one, and then they come home and beat Campbell by 16. Their lone loss of the season was uh, at home against Elon, and they had a big lead at halftime in that game. Other than that, Rhode Island and Hampton on the road, which was somewhat of a surprise, were the only teams to really push and challenge them. Now, they had a six-point win against Delaware back in October, but down the stretch, I mean, this William & Mary team, they go to Richmond. They win by 11 points against the Spiders on the road, and, and that was what gave them 
a share of the conference title with New Hampshire. I mean, playing a, a really good stretch here down down the regular season. Seven consecutive victories and, and three prior to that sandwich. The, the Elon lost the game. They really feel like they should have won. Um, if this team goes undefeated, I think that they belong to be a top four seed in the FCS, regardless of how you feel about North Dakota State, Montana State. I think William and Mary would have slotted right behind South Dakota State and Sacramento State. But because of that loss against Elon early in the season, it still kept them within the top eight, but it knocked them back seed wise a little bit. This matchup is going to be another good one. I think William and Mary gets the better of Gardner Webb here. It's a short travel for Gardner Webb coming up from North Carolina. Not going to be an easy game by any means for William and Mary. And the thing about Gardner-Webb, as they went into the environment at Eastern Kentucky last week, and as they get ready to go to Williamsburg, Virginia this week, uh, look, they're battle-tested. I mean, they've been to Coastal. They've been to Liberty. This Gardner-Webb Bulldog team has been to Mercer. Uh, they've been to Marshall. I mean, they are so battle-tested on the road that at this juncture, I'm, I mean, it's just it's just insane. Like, that that beginning part of the schedule, you know the old cliche saying, you play the best to be the best. That early portion schedule made them a much better football team, and we're seeing it now. Would I be surprised at this point if Gardner-Webb you know, ran the table the rest of the postseason? Okay, maybe. Would I be surprised if they win this week at William & Mary? Not at all. I do expect for the Tribe to take care of business at home. Again, that kicks at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. We get to see the top-seeded South Dakota State Jackrabbits take on the Delaware Blue Hens. Now, South Dakota State, here was my worry about South Dakota State, right? I mean, they lose that bizarre 7-3 game at Iowa, and then they run the table from there. They come on back to beat North Dakota State on the road, and then North Dakota, they come on back and beat them on the road the following week, and then they had that sketchy, semi-controversial win against Northern Iowa, and then they wrapped the regular season a weekend before anybody else with a 31-7 win against Illinois State. Now, this is going to be South Dakota State's first game in three weeks. I think their defense is is good enough. I, I worry about Delaware's offense. I mean, they did hang 56 on St. Francis in the opening round of the FCS playoffs, but that was a season high for them in the point column. I mean, going back from there, they did not play well down the stretch of the regular season. They lost at Villanova to close the year. They lost at home against Richmond, but what they did on the front end was good enough. The win at Navy, the win at Rhode Island, close loss at William & Mary, lost at Elon. I mean, they did lack the quality wins, that's for sure. I think the FBS win, whether the committee would tell you or not, did nudge them over the edge. I think Delaware's defense can can kind of have a grasp on what South Dakota State's going to do on offense, but I think the Jackrabbits have the best remaining defense in this playoff field, and I have a lot of concerns about Delaware, and if they can move the football, they can score the football against a defense like South Dakota State. I think South Dakota State wins this game by a couple of scores. I don't think Delaware scores much. I don't think South Dakota State scores a whole lot. I'm looking at something along the lines of maybe like 24-10 in this game, but I do take the Jackrabbits, uh, the top seed in the FCS against the Delaware Blue Hens from the Colonial. All right, rematch of one of the wackier games we saw in the FCS regular season. It's an all-big sky second-round matchup in Bozeman, 3 p.m. Eastern, ESPN+. 10-2 Weber State visits 10-1 Montana State. You remember the regular season matchup between these two. It was Weber at Montana State. So the Wildcats are going to Bozeman again. And Weber got out to a big lead. They were favorites in this game. 
they set an NCAA FCS record with four safeties on bad snaps to their punter. That's eight points for Montana State on self-inflicted Weber State special team snaps. Montana State won the regular season meeting by five points. You tack on the extra great field position you get after a safety, I, I think you can add a little bit more onto that 43 for Montana State. Look, Weber State looked like the, the way overwhelmingly better team, like they should have been a top eight national seed for much of their first round matchup against North Dakota. Montana State, on the other hand, I think they've gotten a lot better since the first matchup with Weber State. I, I don't know if Weber State played its best football down the stretch of the regular season. I mean, they almost lost to Montana with its backup quarterback. They lose to Sac State. They win by just two at Northern Arizona, and they, they almost let that one against North Dakota get away from them last week. They were outscored 17-7 in the final two quarters. I think if this is the, uh, the same Weber State team that went to Bozeman earlier in the year, I take them in a rematch. I just think Montana State... Everything is clicking right now for the Bobcats on offense. I think they'll be able to do enough defensively to slow down Weber State. Give me Montana State at home here. Chambers didn't play in that first matchup. He's back in the mix. Not that they, they need him, right? I mean, Tommy Malat, we saw him single-handedly take this Montana State team all the way to the FCS national title game last season. But I think you add Sean Chambers and his ability, his packages into the mix. I just think Montana State's offense is going to be too much to overcome at home. Wouldn't be surprised if Jay Hill's team was able to get it done. But give me the Bobcats here in, in what should be another terrific game. Almost a shame that you have two big sky teams matching up in the second round of the postseason. But that's just kind of how this bracket shook out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also at 3 p.m. Eastern, you're looking at southeastern Louisiana on the road at Samford. CeeLo was able to win a tight home game against Idaho in the first round. I, I, I think this is a great team. Coach Selfo, I think, exceeded a lot of expectations this year. Obviously, beating UIW is the deciding factor. I don't know if this is a playoff team if they don't share the conference title and get that auto bid over Incarnate Word. But, man, Samford's been a juggernaut since the jump. I mean, it, it's, it's almost impressive that they, they lost to Georgia by just 33 points. I mean, not that that's something Samford fans have been celebrating through this 10-1 and regular season. Um, really great team here. Everybody overlooked them. They were not a preseason top 25 team. 
I like the Bulldogs at home, man. I, I think the SOCON was a lot better than the committee gave them credit for this year. I think Mercer and Chattanooga had serious arguments to get into the postseason, despite the fact that they didn't. Um, give me Samford here at home over southeastern Louisiana by more than one score. Montana goes to North Dakota State. That'll kick at 3.30 Eastern ESPN+. Plus. The Grizz, how about their comeback attempt and effort and success at home against southeastern Missouri last week? That was not a close game into the third quarter, but Montana, boy, the Grizz, they roared all the way back. Second half, they outscored SEMO 31-7. Has to feel like a collapse, right? I mean, SEMO uh, comes out, six-plus-minute drive, 75 yards, 24-3, and here I am sitting around thinking, boy, did the committee screw that one up by putting Montana in the playoffs. But then Malik Flowers ignites that crowd with an 80-yard kickoff return. They get a stop on defense four plays later. It's a six-point game. Then they get another special teams touchdown on a punt return. They had a field goal and then a touchdown with about six and a half minutes left to put that game on ice. Look, Lucas Johnson played about as well as you could have expected him to after the first half debacle. I mean, he finished with more than 300 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns. Look, Montana's rushing game uh, wasn't all that great uh, against Seymour. And I think you have to, to credit the Red Hawks defense for uh, making things tough and forcing Montana to go through the air, something that they haven't always had success with this season. And, and look, uh, only 84 rushing yards in that opening round game for the Grizz. But you could make the argument that that was the first good team that Montana had, had beat this year, right? I mean, you can't call Northwestern State, South Dakota, Indiana State, Portland State, Idaho State, Cal Poly, Eastern Washington good teams. None of those teams are good teams. Portland State, the best record of any of those teams. They finished 4-7. and seven. SEMO was the best team that Montana had beaten all year long. Good time to, to beat a good team, right, in the postseason. We found out recently that Montana bidded over 120 k to get that home game, and they did. They probably made it all back and then some with the great crowds they get there in Missoula. They go to North Dakota State, and look, I, I, I think I said it last week, but I, I thought if Montana could come out, dominate defensively, which they did in the second half, not so much in the first half, but, but I felt like if, if Montana could get back to that brand of defense, which I thought was among the best in the FCS, top five coming into the season, I, I thought they would be a threat at North Dakota State. But that defense didn't hold up against Idaho, didn't hold up against Sac State, was okay against Weber State, certainly didn't hold up against Montana State, giving up a 55-burger in the final game of the regular season. I, look, North Dakota State, they've had players leave the program, it's been an interesting year in Fargo, to say the least. I still don't think this Bison team is winning a national championship or getting to Frisco. That being said, I think they take care of business at home against Montana. I, I'm a little too worried about Montana's defense in this game. I know that Hunter Lepke is probably not going to play for the Bison, but I think the Bison find ways to put enough points on the scoreboard and potentially limit what Montana is uh, trying to do on the offensive side of things. I think it'll be a close game, but give me North Dakota State, the Bison at home, and what I think could be their final playoff win of the season. We'll see how things shake out. The last but not least FCS playoff game of the day is a matchup out west in Sacramento. It's the Richmond Spiders at 9-3, and three, visiting the two overall seed in the FCS playoff, Sacramento State. 
Now, we've raved about Sac State from the jump, and deservedly so. I mean, they beat the brakes off the only FBS team that they played. They had an undefeated run through the Big Sky Conference. I mean, they were they were terrific. I don't think they trailed until, like, late October. I mean, that's how good Troy Taylor was along with this two-quarterback system. Cameron Scadaboo, one of the best tailbacks in the country, ran for over 1,200 yards this year. That being said, I, I saw an early line for this game at, at 14. And, and I don't think Sac State's going to come close to winning this game by two possessions. I think this is going to be a terrific game. I think this is a game that Richmond has a chance to actually win, especially when you factor in the mental debacle, right? The, and I'm talking about the last two home playoff games that Sac State has had with Troy Taylor, with at least Jack Dunaway, a part of this mix. Uh, Asher O'Hara, I know he just joined the program last season. But you lost to a South Dakota State team at home last year. The time before that, you lost at home to Austin P in the opening round of the postseason. Sac State, historically, they've just not fared well at home against non-conference competition for whatever reason. I think Richmond, as much as they stumbled down the stretch by losing that regular season finale against William and Mary, I think a dominant 41 nothing effort was enough to kind of get them back to playing the football that they were early in the season when they took Virginia down to the wire, when they beat St. Francis, a team that was a, a playoff team, when they lost in two overtimes at Elon and then went on to win five straight games after that, including road wins at Maine and at Delaware and at home against New Hampshire. I think this is going to be a really good game. I, 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 I worry about Richmond being able to match Sacramento State score for score, but I also think Richmond's defense uh, has a chance to stop the run. I mean, you look at what Richmond has done against other rushing attacks. You go back to the regular season finale against William & Mary. I mean, this is, this is a defense that struggled. I mean, they gave up 244 yards against the run. But, but Davidson, their offense, albeit a PFL team last week, was non-existent. Obviously, it's going to be a, a massive uptick in what they're going to see on the other side from, from this Sacramento State offense. But I'm interested to see how well Sac State's defense could stop what Richmond and Reese Yudinsky is trying to do. He's had a terrific year, more than 3,000 yards through the air. Delaware, a pretty good rushing attack, only averaged four yards a carry against Richmond earlier, later in the regular season this year. I like Sac State here, but I, th I see this being potentially a one-score game. Give me the Hornets to move on, but don't be surprised if uh, Sac State has a little arachnophobia this weekend against the Richmond Spiders at home in the second round of the FCS playoffs. We do also have the SWAC championship. It's Southern at Jackson State, 4 p.m. Eastern, ESPN2. That gets linear love. Could be Deion Sanders' final game as the Jackson State head coach. Be interested to see if he uh, sticks around to coach the Celebration Bowl later on this month, but he will be on the sidelines there with the Tigers as they rematch with their rivals from Southern. It was not a close game in the regular season. Jackson State, 20-point favorites. I don't expect it to be that much closer here in the SWAC championship game. They've all, it's all we've got for you this time on the FCS Fever podcast. As always, we are presented by Betfred Sports and on the Aaron Torres media feed. Enjoy the weekend of football in the FCS playoffs round two. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.